What's up, everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast here, and today we got Aaron Gendel. He's out of uh, he's in the Panhandle of Florida, which is uh, I have to imagine much better weather than we have here a day after Thanksgiving in Minnesota. But excited to have you. He's with uh, Write a Book University. It was just on his podcast a little little while ago, so I'm excited to uh, that he's returning the favor for me and coming on the Championship Leadership Podcast. How you doing? Hey, great, Nate. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for having Absolutely. me on the show. So, uh, yeah, we're just talking day after, um, coming out of that, that food coma of Thanksgiving. But uh, <laughs> first question I always love to ask is championship leadership is the name of the show. What comes to mind for you or what does that mean to you when you hear championship leadership? Yeah, thanks, Nate. And thanks again for having me. I, yeah, I love that question. Leadership is, uh, is a big deal. Obviously, I, as I mentioned right before we came on, I came from the corporate role before what I'm doing now and uh, did, uh, you know, you know, rose to the ranks as an executive. And there was a turning point for me, I think, in, in, in that, all of that. And there's a couple of key characteristics, I think, that helped me. Uh, I'd like to share to answer your question. And one of them takes me back actually to, to my childhood where I played tons of uh, soccer. Actually, I played club soccer and played all year round. We probably played like 80 to 90 games a year. So it was quite a bit. And we traveled all over the United States and our team played in Europe, beat some of the best teams in Europe. Cool. And so we had like a stellar team. And as I think back, of course, our, you know, you think, all right, the coach has a lot to do with it. And of course that's true. And, and the players, obviously we had a lot of skill, but I think as part of every team, there's like a captain, right? And of course the captain's there to help, lead things. And, and I think as I've looked back just through my career and what, what I experienced in soccer, a lot of what I, I remember seeing is that the captain was right there with us through everything. Right. And whether that was doing drills and, 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 you know, just getting completely exhausted through all our workouts and training. And um, so I kind of took that mentally. And as I've, you know, worked in my career, I feel like 
the leader to me is someone who's not afraid to just get in there with, you know, all their, all the people that may be working under them or beside them to, to solve a problem or to, to win. Right. And so that's, that's one big key characteristic that I've always done, whether, you know, I've been a, I started as a very technical like developer and moved up through the ranks, you know, into management and, you know, and through uh, up to a, a VP level. And through that, I feel like I've never been afraid to jump in and, and get dirty and, and, and work alongside those and, and just make, make whatever we're working on successful. So that, that's one big key characteristic uh, that I think that's really helped me. And then towards the latter part of, you know, working in the corporate world, one thing that I actually kind of failed to, to take more initiative on and that I learned was just so integral into becoming, you know, getting to the next level and, and being a, a better leader. And that, and that is investing in, in myself. So if you look at, you know, all the top CEOs or the CEOs, you, you see that, hey, they're actually reading somewhere around 60 books a year and attending, you know, several conferences, right? They're, you know, it, that quote by Warren Buffett always stands out to me that the best investment you can make is in yourself. And I really started to learn that, you know, and, and started applying that. And I think that's made just a huge difference in you know, not thinking that I had all the answers, but always seeking out those answers and trying to become better always, I think is just a key part of being a leader and just continuing to grow. So those are the two key characteristics I would say that come to mind when you say championship leadership. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I love that answer. It's incredible. Yeah. What's up? Well, tell us, tell, tell the audience here just a little bit more about yourself. Like you just, you know, we were talking again right before here and talking about how, how did write a book university come about and, you know, maybe dig back a little bit further into just, yeah, the path that you have been on inside of your life that has led you to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's quite the journey. I, it came, my, you know, my, uh, I've got several books in the work, but my first book came about because of, of all this and, and, getting on a path to help others write books. So it was about five years ago where uh, I got extremely sick and didn't know what was happening to me. I only about maybe eight to nine months before that, which was crazy. I was running a, a gym in Southern California. It was like a surf inspired gym. It was really cool. Where at and, in Southern California? In uh, Huntington beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm a California kid, grew up there and, and uh, did tons of surfing. So I thought, hey, it'd be cool to, to start a gym that was surf inspired. And we, we found some equipment that was on Shark Tank that uh, has done really well. The company's done well. We bought some other equipment that was basically like you're riding a surfboard doing all your workouts. I think I saw that episode. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So we bought into that and, and just had a blast doing it. And uh, there became a point where we were basically all alone down there even because our family was pretty spread out. We decided, Hey, gotten my wife gotten pregnant with our second child and uh, we were getting a little burned out. We were doing a lot and we thought, yeah. all right, well maybe we'll sell the business and move back to where her family was in Iowa. And so we made that decision and we made it, made it happen. We sold our business and, and then made the trek back to, to Iowa, just get closer to family and just a, it would be We're in Iowa. I, sorry, I, like I got all these connections. I, I work like yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm Southeast Minnesota, so I'm about three hours from there. Yeah. Super close. I've been, we made a few treks up to, to where you're at. Probably not, not as much time there, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we, we decided, Hey, let's, let's head back. Uh, and then we, all along the way, it was, you know, it was pretty stressful because we, uh, we had a house to sell uh, in Southern California, a business to sell. So we did that. We sold those. And then on the way over, we're like, all right, we got to figure out where to live. And we also decided, hey, we should, I, I was actually working kind of a couple of things. I was working at a corporation at the time and working remote from Huntington Beach. And then I said, hey, I want to try something else. So I wanted to switch jobs. So I was on that track. And then I uh, also, we decided for the heck of it, I guess, to we were thinking about building a custom home there in Iowa. So we had that going. We had the kids, uh, you know, newborn kid about to be born. We had yeah. the move that we were making across country. You know, it was like all these, all these things, which were great things. They were exciting things, but right. it was, it was a bit stressful. Yeah. And, and so I think along the way there, I, I kind of started stop uh, working out. I, didn't you know just had so much going on and that's probably an excuse but i i didn't take take as much attention to my pay as much attention to my health and you know i was i went on a run one day just trying to get back into things and i came back and i had to use the bathroom really badly and that was like the the kickstart of of me having these symptoms that lasted um up to about a month before i decided i better go to the doctor yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just really bad cold sweats at night. I started feeling like I had the flu constantly and I just oh, wow. was really weak. And when I went to the doctor, they were like, they just ran some preliminary tests. They're like, Hey, Aaron, we don't know what's wrong with you, but you got some kind of infection in you, you know, like, but it could just be like a cold and like that would positive, uh, have a positive result on the test they gave me. So it wasn't like they gave, they gave me much, but the, the symptoms that I started researching, led me down a path to believe I had some kind of stomach, you know, a stomach disease of some kind, perhaps, or, it, you know, some, some of them are chronic, some of them are not. But as I kept digging, I kind of self-diagnosed myself with, with Crohn's, actually. So it's, okay. um, it's a bowel disease um, that can be pretty damaging. Some people die from it. Some people take a lot of their intestines from their body. There's a lot of, there's a big variation, but basically most times people are on medication for the rest of their life and the medication is kind of scary because it's like a immune suppressant. So it suppresses your immune system. So if you do get infected with something you're weak and your body can't fight it off. And, and, and so all those things, as I started researching, got me really scared. You know, I didn't, I had two young kids. And I was like, man, what am I going to do here? You know, I, I don't want to be like on drugs the rest of my life. I was like, at that point, you know, as I said, I was running a gym. I was like very holistic, natural. I wanted to like, yeah. I'd never taken medication. Yeah. And so as I, as I started to research more, I started to just test, test some things out, you know, test before I even knew that I, I had been diagnosed. I was like, well, I think this might be what I have. I better, try to do something about it and not wait for a doctor to say, this is Aaron, what you have and start giving me this right. medication, you know? So that's what I did. And I, I ran into a bunch of forums and I found some, some people that had success, um, especially with diet and um, especially like juicing. Yeah. So I, I went down that path essentially and it didn't have results right away. I didn't like, 
like all of a sudden start doing this and, and the next day I felt better, but I, I kept at it. So probably, you know, six to eight weeks after I'd been diagnosed or sorry, uh, had symptoms, I got a colonoscopy finally. So they, you know, went in and, and took some samples and all that stuff. Right. And said, all right, maybe this will be uh, to figure out what I was, what I may have had. And then I just kept at it. And then there were some scheduling delays with the, the gastroenterologist and, and then by the time I'd probably gotten to that, it was like maybe three months after like my initial symptoms to when the, I actually had my first appointment with, uh, with the actual doctor. And in between that, they gave me the results of my colonoscopy, right? So they yeah. had a nurse call me up one day. I was just, I remember that day so vividly. It was like just eating and my family's actually all around me. And I thought I kind of would prepared myself, but yeah, the, doc, the nurse just said, hey, Aaron, you got Crohn's. And I don't remember much else after that. I was just like, my whole body kind of felt, it was felt like a surreal moment. And I was like, man, did, you know, to be told you have like a, a chronic illness that may never ever go away. It was pretty, yeah, right. Pretty intense, you know? And, uh, but I kept at it. Like I, I felt like, hey, I had a plan and, and I was, I just believed that it was possible that I could do what I was trying to do. And from there, I, when I, like I said, I finally got my doctor's appointment. And by that time, I think I had dropped like, like 20 pounds and I'd been working out. And like, I, I was literally felt like I was in the best shape of my life again, you know, like, or at least I felt I, probably not physically because I wasn't like working, working out as much. Uh, I was taking these, mostly focused on my diet, but I felt super healthy. And I went into the, the doctor's office that day and he's like, Hey, Aaron, how do you feel? You know? And I told him, man, I feel amazing. And he's like, you look amazing. And then he, he went on to ramble about what I had had. And he's like, man, whatever you're doing, just keep it up. It's like, I'd never had anybody come into my doctor's office and basically say they have no symptoms at all, you know? Wow. And then they, they ran that same test that they had ran in the beginning that said I had some kind of infection and that came back, you know, negative. There was no infection. And that was like five years ago. And, and uh, man, I haven't taken any medication ever. And um, I'm feeling great. Yeah. So from there, I I went on a mission just to you know, reevaluate what I had done, and I really started writing what I described earlier in my book, Conquest, because of my kids. Because I thought, hey, maybe they could use this information somewhere down the line. And what I did, because what I discovered was not only what I done helped me from a physical uh, standpoint. What what I, what I really felt like happened was I had a big shift mentally because I like I described all those stressors that I had before and I really took a a very as I look back I knew that what I had done is actually shifted my mindset quite a bit so I at the same time of of you know trying to heal myself physically I I made big shifts to um, take away the stress out of my life and focus on the mindset that I had that I think really helped me out so when I wrote Conquest that's what the book is it's, it's not only the physical steps that I took like to get healthy again, what, the diet and I describe all that, but it's, it's the steps I took mentally to get my mind right, you know, from believing it was possible, right, and all the steps in between. So that's, that's where the book came about. And the last one, the last chapter talks about legacy. And I know you write about this as well, Nate. And, yeah. and you know, there's uh, – a quote in there that I, I really like that kind of describes the book. 
quite a bit in that chapter where it says if if you would not be forgotten as soon as you are dead and rotten, either write something worth reading or do something worth writing about. And that's uh, by Ben Franklin. I love that quote because, quote. Yeah. you know, it really stuck with me to be like, man, I need to write this book. So it's, it's there, it's going to live on. And then from, from there, I, I like to change the quote around instead of the or and say, and right. And like write a book and do amazing things that other yeah. people will write about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So that, that's kind of what inspired the book and to help others who might be, hey, they're going through Crohn's or any other kind of physical ailment. I feel like a lot of times our diet has so much to do with that. I really believe that there's so, so much that we just uh, don't, you know, a lot of what we're, we're fed, it just we just don't realize what we're eating, right? And I won't go on a rant about all that, but essentially, you know, take care of your body and understand what you're eating because I, I believe it can heal a lot of ailments. I've, I've read when all my research I was reading, people had been, had success doing what I had done, even curing cancer and things like that. Right. And so what I, I described in the steps I took, I think it can be applied across multiple uh, ailments. And, and yeah. then. Yeah. Are you, are you willing to, I, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in, you know, what is it that you did shift? It, it's a little, it's also, it's, you know, just your story, right? It's, it's like so many others that I hear from people of got stuff going on with, with their, with their body sickness, disease, whatever it is. Yep. They don't know they're doing all this research. <laughs> the medical system kind of seems like it's taken its own time. Right. You know, I mean, three months before you could get in and see the specialist and, and most, I don't know if I'll say most, but a lot of people probably would just wait until that. Right. And you were like, no, nah, right. I'm not going to wait around. I'm going to, you know, what a great leader in my mind, championship leader would do is, you know, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take action now and like figure some things out, test some things. And uh, yeah, t if you would, like, what did you make as far as shifts in your diet? Is that something that you still maintain yeah. today and, and all that? Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah. It's, it's not as, uh, I think a lot of people get discouraged when they think like, Hey, I got to shift everything around 180 degrees uh -huh. and, I'm never going to be able to eat this food again. And they get kind of freaked out by that stuff, but well, yeah, just it was very temporary. Quick, like, you know, you're in Destin. My, my good friend that's in Destin, his son just got this diagnosis of Crohn's like a month oh, wow. or two ago. And like right where you're at. So it's, uh, yeah, oh, it's wow. A, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I can definitely describe at a high level what I, what I'd done. Uh, so I found this doctor, his name was, uh, Dr. Hyman. So definitely look him up. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. So yeah. whatever I say, obviously is like what I did. And, and, but I, but he's had great success uh, with people who've had similar ailments, uh, you know, IBD or IBS and those kinds of ailments. Right. But essentially what he prescribed and what I, I followed pretty closely was uh, he recommends first going like on this detox where you're, like stripping down and eliminating most most things in your diet and you're doing things like boiling fresh vegetables and just drinking the broth right and you're like giving your stomach a chance to heal itself without having to digest all this food and you know all all the effort that it has to do that and your, your body's pretty amazing right i mean yeah. it, it can heal itself pretty quickly especially like your intestinal lining and things so that's the first part of it it's really just kind of saying all right i'm gonna decide and it's only like seven to ten days something like that right you're not like 
going months on end like this. And it's, it's getting your body like stabilized your pH levels to where like a lot of the, say the meat we or uh, tomatoes, there's just different things that really call cause a lot of high acidity in, in our bodies mm-hmm. that then is very, it's not good for something like Crohn's, right? You don't want to have acidity yeah. in your body and, and you're just going to have, your symptoms are going to keep persisting. So uh, really it's about balancing out your pH detoxing in that way. And then, when it comes to, then you start to say, uh, reintroduce things back into your diet and you understand what makes you feel good or not. And there's specific things that Dr. Hyman recommend. He actually recommends a thing, you know, we hear a lot about being, becoming a, uh, like a, the paleo diet. And we hear about the vegan diet. He like recommends basically a blend between the two. Uh, it's, he calls it paleo vegan. Mm-hmm. And it's where, uh, it's kind of intense in that, he recommends 70% of our diet come from fruit and vegetable, which I mean, isn't crazy. I mean, that's, you know, uh, you're still, he's still saying you can eat fish, meat, things like that, but it's a side, a side thing. Right. And, and, and I wouldn't say to even do it right away. I think it'll probably went like, I probably went personally like three months without eating meat Okay. again, you know, and I was able to get the 75%. I found that a little challenging because of like all the chewing and all that just, uh, and, and, you know, it takes a while to adjust to sort of that just when you're sitting down. So what I had done and I, I used, like I said, these forums and people had success with juicing and I was like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. There is fiber in the food that you're eating that can be helpful, but actually fiber is, takes more to digest as well. So what I had done is kind of a, a ninja trick. I feel like I just got the 75% of the fruits and vegetables from either blending or juicing. I bought like a, a top grade juicer. It's called a super angel and like yeah. that thing extracts so much juice. I mean, every bit of the pulp is like dry when it comes out okay. and yeah. So I bought that and I, I basically went on like a, probably like a 30 day juice fast and I just did juicing and I, I, I blended food too. So I would, there's certain things that you don't want to blend probably like say broccoli, for example, but if you juice it, it's so much better, I think personally. Yeah. So it comes down to taste and personal preference, but Essentially, I got the things that I could find that were organic, which, you know, I definitely recommend instead of buying things that have been sprayed with pesticides, especially for like leafy or they don't have a peel on them. So that's what I started to eliminate pesticides. And I just focused on getting organic vegetables and fruits, blending them, juicing them, and then slowly started to introduce other things. You know, I would like, all right, hey, this night I'm going to have a little salmon, you know, and then see how my body felt or, you know, whatever else that was part of my normal diet also. Well, not normal diet, but the diet that I was trying to follow Dr. Hyman's recommendation there. So you can look his stuff up and he'll give you exactly what that paleo vegan diet looks like. And uh, yeah, that, that's the step that I took. I, I mean, I, I take, took it easy on, on exercising. I like, I would walk a little bit and things like that just to get my body, like just use all of its energy to heal itself instead of trying to yeah, repair yeah. like muscle or things yeah, like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's, yeah, it seems like it's more, uh, I hear more and more of it today than I ever have. And I don't yeah. know exactly why that is, but, but yeah, I seem to hear people talking about Crohn's more lately for whatever reason. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. What's uh, and then that came into the, the book, right. And, and then yeah. now the book comes into like, how does this all play into, yeah, write a book university and you helping other yeah. authors. Yeah, I didn't get all to that. But yeah, basically, when I was deciding, hey, I need to write a book, 
I want to leave a legacy. I want to make a bigger impact in the world, right? And, and I wanted to share this stuff to help others, and it has, right? And that's been really cool. I think uh, I started to say, hey, you know, what do I really want to, you know, as you're thinking about something that you have as a chronic disease that potentially some people die from it, right? And yeah. like, all right, well, what, what do I really want to be <laughs> remembered for? And, and so that's where I was like, hey, not only do I want to remember for something, but I want to help my kids or anybody else that could benefit from this information because it's really not readily out there, you know, and a lot of, most of the content out there is, is not going to tell you to do this stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I wrote the book and, you know, really keeping my kids in mind as I was doing it and then decided, hey man, if I want to, I think the best way I can help leave my legacy is to help other people write books as well you know, if you go back to that quote, you know, that's just a big yeah. part of uh, what now I believe, you know, both doing big things and helping other people leave their, you know, leaving my legacy and helping others because I think others writing their books can have a much bigger and broader impact and will leave a bigger footprint in, in life than uh, just me by myself writing books, right? So that's where it all ties back into helping others write theirs. Awesome, man. I love it. What's, uh, you know, I think of championship leadership and, and uh, this, this legacy that you want to leave and, you know, you write a book and, and do something that uh, people remember and in and this, this path that you're on to help others get their message out. Like, what's, what is the big vision for you inside of this and what you want to accomplish? To write more books, to um, be on big stages, uh, to, to have a, this message reach others. And I think I... At the end of the day, I really just want to have had uh, a big impact and to have done some amazing things and to show my family what it is to do great things and be that example, as I talked about being a leader before. It's like, well, how can I be, you know, I've got four kids. How can I be the best leader I can for them? It's not by just yapping at them all day. It's by like doing these big things and saying to them, hey, you can do big things too. And you know, when they see me on stage or, you know, podcasting, having all these books written, that's an example for them. And, you know, just obviously there to help other people as well. I think that, um, you know, I interview authors all the time. I interviewed one the other day and he's like, Hey man, we're not here. You know, we're not here to write books. We're not here to podcast. We're not um, here for any of that. Really at the end of the day, we're here to love you each other and help each other. And I, I, you know, that sung to me the other day when I heard him say that. And I think that's true. You know, I think at the end of the day, that's what we're all trying to do is probably here too, you know, just have other people have an Im- be impacted by the words we're saying here and hopefully live a better life and impact other people to, to live a better life and uh, just love on other people. Yeah. 100%. I mean, the book, the podcast, it's, it's just really the vehicle to help to do that. Right. To connect. Yep. You know, I mean, we never have a conversation if it's not for the podcast, guaranteed. That would, you know, pretty much guarantee that that, although. Exactly, we, yeah, that's what's may, great about podcasting. I have passed, cross paths, uh, you know, at some point. But, but yeah, this is a great tool or vehicle to, to help to, to promote that and to love each other and, and uh, help each other, support each other, lift each other up. Who are who are some mentors, leaders, coaches that have really impacted you and uh, more more than even just like who they are, but like, how have they, right? Uh, maybe what are some traits or some characteristics, some ways that they've helped you become the man that you are? Yeah, good one. Good question. I, I asked this with the guests that are on my show too, and uh, should have thought through this a little more. But 
Yeah, I think, who's, who's uh, the first person that comes to mind? Well, so it's actually probably not a single person because I feel like okay. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, well, I had great parents. I don't feel like I grew up in a bad home. I had a lot yeah. of advantages and a lot of people I hear say, well, like, hey, my mom or dad. And, and I definitely don't want to dismiss what they've done to help me in my life. Of course. Uh, but I think what I think has influenced me the most and is actually one of my biggest, I feel like biggest failure. And I ask people this as well, what's your biggest failure? And to me, you know, it's never a failure, right? If you, if you get up, but at the same time, I went through a period of time, a long period of time, probably which the event of me getting sick is probably one of the best benefits or the greatest outcome of it is I went a long time without really help uh, developing myself, right? I went a long time without reading books, without um, seeking out mentors, right? I mean, a lot of, a lot of people don't just fall on your lap. I feel like, you know, like you may be fortunate enough to have like someone great in your life. And, and sometimes when you're in sports, yeah, you have a coach that is there for you or maybe you're at a church and you have a pastor and and of course I had some of those things but and they they obviously had an influence on me but I think as I look back and over like the last five years and to even be here talking to you to have a podcast as well as I've written a book the biggest thing that's helped me and I probably have to point to my wife because she kept being it over my head was like hey Aaron you need to read this book Hey, Aaron, you need to listen to this podcast. Aaron, you need to oh, listen cool. to this audiobook. And it took me a while to really beat it in my head. And, and finally, I was like, hey, I'll do that. You know, I, I look, I listen to guys like Grant Cardone, you know, like, yeah, uh, that's one of the big influences I've had to listen to, like everything he, he puts out from at least all of his books, uh-huh. you know, and, you know, Dale Carnegie and all these, all these great authors. And so I think those have become my greatest mentors, the, the people that maybe I don't interact with like this face to face, which I'm, I'm hoping to soon. I, you know, and I think that's, again, another reason for, uh, or what's another great thing from a podcast perspective. These are the people that I'm reaching out to now. Right. Yeah. But I think their, their words and, um, have really influenced me. Even guys like, um, whether you're religious or not, Joel Osteen has mm-hmm. a super powerful message in the way he puts things. And uh, so the, these are the, I think the mentors I think have shaped the way I think. And what, what I've become gotten into a habit of is just every single day I have a habit now of listening to, to someone like this, right? A book, a new book, a new something that will take my mindset to another level and even the honor and privilege I have of speaking to amazing authors like yourself, Nate, and, and hearing your messages and things that you've been through, those things really influence me now on a daily basis to become better, uh, to, to really take those nuggets of gold that I hear and try to apply them to my life. Yeah, that's, that's the important part, right, is to, you know, listen to the uh, content or the podcast and, and then to find a way to be able to put that into play and apply it into your life yeah. is where you can really go. And yeah, a lot of those people that you mentioned are definitely people that have indirectly, you know, impacted me as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an important piece to it. So yeah, if you, especially today, right. We talked about the books and the podcasts, just the content that's out there. There's really no excuse. Even if you were to use the excuse of man, there's just, 
I don't have anyone in my life. And you know, that's, there's people out there. You, they just don't have that, that, that role model, that coach, that mentor, that leader that, that they can go to. But there is so much, there's the Cardones, the Zig Ziglar's, the Tony Robbins, the John Maxwell's the like, you know, you could go on and on Jim Rome's, you know, people like ourselves with podcasts out there. Um, there's just, there's, there's no, uh, the, the content is endless right now and it's, it's easily accessible, which is awesome. Pretty cool. Pretty cool time we live in to, yeah, it to is. get it all is. that at our fingertips. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's, uh, you know, as we start to wrap this up, what's, what's one or two things that uh, you could leave the listeners with that they could take and implement and apply right away? As we talk about get, you know, doing that and getting that from others, like what, what's one or two things that, that you live by or principles that guide you that you could help uh, give as guidance to our listeners? Yeah, I guess staying in, in tune with our conversation and the journey that I've been on, if I look back at like, hey, what's, what's the biggest thing that, that helped you along the way? Like if I could narrow it down to one thing, I, I really believe it was believing it was possible, right? Like if, yeah. if I would have just said, hey, I better wait for that doctor. I better wait, uh, you know, and, and I thought, hey, you know, that's what I, I've been told to do. Or it's, it's thinking that and dreaming big and believing it's possible. Mm-hmm. So those are maybe not as practical, but I think there's some practical steps to make those things happen. And a lot of times there's really big clues as to what you should be believing for already. Like you're thinking about it and, and it might scare you. Right. I think that's like, you're on the right path if it's scaring you a little bit, because if it doesn't scare you, it's probably not big enough. Right. And even when I started thinking about, you know, podcasts, I was like, man, a lot of, uh, I got inspired to to podcast through John Lee Dumas. I was at a conference and uh, a lot of of people in the podcasting world know him for entrepreneur. Have you had him on your podcast by the way? No, no, I need to. <laughs> Man, you got to reach out. Like he, he, he'll come on. Okay, awesome. Yeah, well, very cool. Yeah, so I, I was at a conference of his like a couple years ago, or not his conference, but uh, Thrive. I was at a conference Thrive. And, yeah, yeah, I've and heard of that. Yep. He, he spoke He spoke there, and then I was like, oh, man, I didn't even know about podcasting. He turned me on to it, and, and then just, uh, yeah, inspired me to to do a daily podcast is what I'm, I'm doing now, which is, is kind of intense, right? I'm interviewing a new person every single day. That's, that's been a pretty cool journey, but I would have never even had the thought or the idea right. or believed it was maybe even possible if he hadn't already done it. Right. So, yeah. and sometimes it's those things that maybe no one else has done ever. And that's probably even the most difficult, like going to Mars or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of times people have done it. And if you want to, a lot, probably have heard this but if you want to be successful then simply follow the footsteps of someone who else has already succeeded in that area right so Mm -hmm. if you can that's what i feel like i did with my podcast and i'm sure i approached it in some different ways than 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 he did but at the end of the day i think everything leads with your mind believing it's possible and your thoughts create your reality right so your thoughts leads to your actions that lead to your results and so i think that's what i would leave everybody with today whatever you've got going on in life, no matter where you come from, no matter what, what's happened to you, it's all possible, but it all starts with believing if, as soon as, you know, I talk to some people and they say, Hey, I asked them, Hey, would, would you be interested in writing a book? And, and a lot of times people are like, 
no, I, I don't think I could do that. I've talked to doctors who've gone through medical school and spent 12 years doing that or whatever. And like, no, I don't think I could write a book. I'm like, you can't write a book, wow. but you spent 12 years in medical school. Like, yeah. but yeah. them just believing that it's not possible, they won't even try to find a solution. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So that's probably the biggest encouragement. Yeah, thank you. No, that's incredible. That's great. Um, yeah. What are some ways that the listeners can, you know, find your book, get, find out more about you if they're interested in writing a book and working with you probably have that similar thought of like, man, I could never do that. Or, you know, who am I to write a book, right? Like you can help them through that process. What are some ways that we can follow you and, and get more about you and your podcast and everything else that you have going on? Yeah. So I've got a couple of places right now. And, you know, of course, I'm on social media. Just look up Aaron Gendel and you'll find me. But uh, my main websites are writeabookuniversity.com. And there's a free video course there if you want to get started on your journey to write a book. And you can also find me at dailyauthors.com. And that's where I'm doing all my podcasting these days and releasing all my episodes with uh, amazing authors. And it's focused a lot on self-help. So if you're in that space and you really uh, just want to get some cool nuggets of gold, then, then there's... Uh, that at dailyauthors.com. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. We'll get all that linked up as well. And uh, I just appreciate you taking some time out of your day to be here. Thank you. Absolutely, Nate. It was a pleasure. Thank yeah, you so much. Have a great one. Hey, you too, man. When I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this and we got three kids that's who i do it for i'm gonna be a leader i'm gonna lead the way cause i'm a firm believer we can do anything we want if i said it then i meant it i probably already did it consider it done if you need some inspiration you should play this championship leadership podcast